Welcome to the Gautrain Talks podcast station, the place to be for all matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever high-speed commuter rail system. In studio today, Olas van Sale, the former project coordinator on the Gautrain project between 2000 and 2016 and a former CEO of the BKS Group and a former MD of Kutele Projects. Olas, welcome. Let's start with your role and your involvement in the Gautrain project. In what shape and form was it? Thank you. It's 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 nice to be here. Uh, I was the project coordinator, basically leading and coordinating the team of consultants uh, appointed by the provincial government to assist to support the the provincial government. Uh, now, when when we come to PPP projects, uh, where one of the objectives is also to get the expertise and experience of the private sector involved in the process. The question is, but how big must be the public sector, in this case the PST, the, the team from the public sector, uh, to overlook the work done being done by the private sector? And when you say PST, that's the prov- province support team. Support team, yes. yes. And... Uh, uh, and especially when we come to the development phase, the construction, the question is, do you have to supervise them in detail like you would do with the more traditional type of contracts? Uh, or do you leave it to them because the risk in these projects are basically with the private sector? This is also one of the principles of a PPP project that you transfer risk largely from the public sector to the to the private sector. Because uh, because the public sector is the owner of the assets, yet you have yes. to transfer that risk of the assets to the private sector because they're going to be managing the process. They're going to be managing the project and they must take responsibility, uh, not only for the design, uh, but also for the quality of the construction and eventually, in this case, for the operations. Uh, in, the, in our case, it was a it was a complete concession. In other words, partly finance, design, construct, operate, and hand back at the end of the of the concession period. And they were totally responsible for this. Now you can argue, but then why must I check the quality of the construction? Because if anything goes wrong there during or after it's built, it's their responsibility to fix. But of course, the life of a of a of a project like this is is much much longer. I mean, we can talk about fifty years or even a hundred years with regard to some of the construction elements, uh, and therefore, long after they've handed it back, although the concession agreement says it must be handed back. Uh, after the concession period on a certain quality level, uh, you want to make sure that, that, yes, they have indeed constructed it according to the specifications, the normal specifications for, uh, for, for concrete or steel or, or the rolling stock or the electronics or whatever. In this. Well, Lass, would you say that this transfer, transferal of risk and risk management is one of the key and crucial elements in a successful Triple P partnership? Oh, it is. Oh, most definitely. It is, it is very important. And, and some people think, well, it's important in the concession agreement, the contract document for the, for the project. 
but I found in this project that 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 you deal with risk taking risk responsibility right through the project and it is it is it is sort of fundamental for a contractor to say to you especially when you come with variations or changes or whatever to say okay I'll do that but I'm not going to take the risk for it and you say uh uh-uh. uh that is this is a ppp project it's basically your risk so you've got to look after your risk management your risk transfer right through through the project and that involves assigning risk to every step along the way to say oh, yes. this person or this entity yes. is responsible for this process yeah. all yeah. along the way every step yeah. of the way but but then when we when we now come to the development period the question is what do we do from from province side as the province support team uh do we uh, uh supervise the construction and then approve it which you can't do because the moment you approve something you say it is okay and you accept risk so you can't do that so we called it monitoring we monitored the the construction and we had we had up to 200 people on on when the construction was at its height uh to look at the construction right through the project from from province side and we had different ways in which we would comment to the to the concessionaire and say uh we're not happy with this not happy with that now the same goes to the design because remember uh during the procurement phase it was only the preliminary design that was done and the final design was done during the development phase and we got to instances where they started with construction without the final design document having been completed and we had to to find ways although of course we tried to prevent that as much as possible but there were instances where that happened now on the design side it was the same they submitted the designs to us we went through it but we didn't approve it but we had a a a a way in which we reacted to it and they it was formalized so that they knew if we reacted in a certain way they had to revise it we were not happy with it at all in other cases we would comment on it but having the risk on their side they then had to finally decide are we going to to ignore the comments made by the pst or are we going to take that into account well as if we go back a step and if i say to you the development phase can you just detail what constituted the development phase in the in the entire process where did it start and where did it ultimately finished describe that yeah. development phase the, the the first phase of 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 the project was the feasibility study getting the project a, 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 approved principally and then going through the procurement phase until the concessionaire uh first the preferred bidder was appointed and with the preferred bidder the concession agreement which is the fundamental contract was negotiated and that was then approved uh, also by national treasury in what we call TA3 treasury authorization 3 uh the CA is 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 finally approved the concession agreement and then construction starts 
So construction is part of the development phase, but the development phase, it's not only civil construction, there are rolling stock trains to be manufactured, there's a signaling system, there's a lot of other things that that is part of the development phase. Now, the development phase ends when all of that is finally delivered by the, the concessionaire and operations start. Now, uh, uh, in our case, uh, and in most projects, you have right at the end of the development phase, you develop a snag list. So although operation starts, you still have a snag list, and I'll come back to that later, but, but that's supposed to take a year. In our case, it took longer for, for certain reasons. So portions of the development phase are still continuing, although the operational phase have already started. Now, the concessionaire also has structured its own organization in a way that there's, for example, a, a, a civil joint venture, an electrical joint venture, which is responsible for the development phase. And when they finish, they pack up and go home. And then the operator at the end is responsible for the operational phase. And that includes things like maintenance, uh, repairs, and things like that. But, but you can't then hold the original contractor responsible uh, although we hold the concessionaire in total responsible, the way that they set up their organization, uh, some of the people and, and companies have gone home and they finished their work. Now it's maintenance, which is done in the operational phase. So if you look back now, and obviously the development phase is a, is a long period, and, and as you say, it's actually ongoing as we speak. Um, what are your general thoughts about how it went and, and, and what are the lessons learned f- for you from the entire development phase? I think, I think it, it, it went well. Uh, the f- we had it in two phases, as I've mentioned, the first phase for the Soccer World Cup, and uh, that was delivered on time, a few days before the Soccer World Cup started. The second phase was, was uh, uh, the rest of the system, that took slightly longer, but it was it was about a year longer, uh, and in total, the whole project was delivered in six approximately six years, uh, f- up to when the operations started, and and this was all done within the fixed price of the contract, and more as I say, more or less in time. Now, if you if you look at big contracts all over the world, there's a debate as to whether you should go the PPP route or the more conventional route. Generally, in the more conventional routes, there's uh, overspending on the, on the cost estimates, and it takes much longer. The PPP projects, on the other hand, the big criticism is it initially costs more one of the reasons is the risk which is transferred to the private sector, and risk costs money. Uh, and then also integration and things like this, which is now all with the, with the concessionaire. But the saving in the end, and time-wise and cost-wise, is big enough. And I believe we've, we've proved that 
in the case of the of the Gauw train project. So we are basically happy with that. Yes, uh, at the end of the day, there were certain claims, and we'll talk later about dispute management and claims and and so on. But I think all of that was sorted out very reasonably. It took longer than than we thought, especially the period after the operational phase started. As I've said, the snags took longer, but this was mainly because of the disputes and the arbitrations that took place after that. But it was all done within a reasonable cost and the operations could start. So Gautrain, as far as the public is concerned, started operating in 2012, uh, finally, uh, and, and, and this is what the public sees. And uh, and I think the fact that we've got such excellent patronage support from the public shows that they consider it together with us as being a success. But I mean, the development phase, there must have been so many different moving parts. Oh, yeah. So yeah. To, to make a success of that must have required a lot of efficient yeah. and effective management yeah. of not just partnerships, but contract management as well just yes. to ensure that certain milestones were met, deadlines were met, yeah. and that every small part along the way was done efficiently. Yeah. Uh, the, the concession agreement, of course, is absolutely fundamental. Uh, as I've said before, that is basically the Bible of the, of the contract. And if anything goes wrong anywhere, or you ask yourself, what must we do there? The first thing is you say, we go back to the concession agreement. And, and we see uh, what it says. Now, if it doesn't say anything on that particular matter, uh, then, then uh, and that didn't happen a lot. So, so we could find an answer there. Sometimes the interpretation was different between ourselves and the, and, and the concessionaire. And then you have to sort it out. Sometimes it leads to, to disputes. Uh, but but that's why your concession agreement, your contract management becomes critical in a project like this. Now, maybe one or two interesting things I can refer to. I've spoken before about a, a PPP project uh, and the nature of a PPP project. But one of the things is, as I've said, that the the final design is only done once the development phase starts. Maybe some aspects a little bit earlier, but the, the final aspects of the final design. So the, 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 the bidder, the concessionaire, he bids a price based on his preliminary design. Now remember the private sector, uh, and that is quite normal, one of their objectives is to make a profit. So, so now they've got a fixed price. And they only fix the design afterwards. So what they do is they try to ensure that they always stay with, within the contract price, the fixed price. And if they can make savings on that, that all goes into the profit pocket. Yes. And, uh, and this is where you've got to be very careful. Because what they start doing sometimes is they start re-engineering. And you've got to check from your side because there's nothing wrong to affect cost savings as long as you still stick 
to the essential minimum requirements and and the concession agreement. You've got to make sure that they don't overstep that uh, in order to maximize their profit. So, so right through the development phase, because the final designs are sort of finalized as you go along, you've got to check that and make sure that you you stick to the concession agreement and the essential minimum requirements. Again, and coming back to effective contract management and, and ensuring certain yeah. deliverables are yeah. are met yeah. at each stage of the process. Yeah. But the but the you know we uh, uh, during the construction phase we had construction going on at close to forty different places sites all at the same time. Now the the project management from the concessionaire side is huge. And if you don't have a proper construction company, uh, like Buick or Murray and Roberts in this case, uh, they won't be able to do that. So you need excellent management also from their side. Of course, from our side, we had to check it. and uh, but But managing the materials and the people and the machinery, having it available, making sure that there are no delays. And, and we did have delays in the, in the beginning, especially on, the, on, on, on some of the, uh, the structural elements, the viaducts, uh, because that was, that was uh, uh, constructed with special equipment that came from overseas. And, uh, and they were delivered late. So there were some delays there, but they made up. Then again, in the tunnels, for example, uh, we had the, the tunnel boring machine on, on a certain section from Rosebank Station, approximately three or four kilometers going south towards Park Station. And, and that's a fixed process. The rest was all drill and blast. Now, Marian Roberts is also a company associated with mines in South Africa, and our mining in South Africa, they are world leaders when it comes to deep mining and drill and blast of tunnels in mines and so on. But the moment you try and speed up the process uh, and you don't do your grouting and things like that properly, that is when, in our mind, when you start getting leakages in, in the tunnel. So, so the contractor, he wants to finish as soon as possible. He speeds up. So you've got to check the whole time from your side that he goes through the process properly. But very capable contractors. There's, there's no doubt that we had an excellent team in Bombella, uh, world-class uh, uh, construction team Bombardier, who who was responsible for the rolling stock. They've produced rolling stock all over the world. They were also responsible for the signaling systems, so they've had experience uh, with that also. Now, of course, one of the things is is the payment. Now we had milestones. We had one one of the the. Uh, 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 Annexures of the concession agreement was the milestones. And we had different types of milestones and different payments made based on the milestones. And this was, this was determined beforehand. But then when you actually come on the ground, you see, well, it, 
doesn't work out 100% like that, and we had to make changes to, to, to the milestones here and there. But it's the, the, the contractor, the concessionaire, comes and say, I'm going to, next week, I'm going to, to put in a claim for this particular milestone. He warns us. He arranges a site visit with the independent certifier and the province support team and himself to visit the site and to determine has the, that work been completed and has the milestone been achieved. Then the independent certifier certifies. It comes to us and we've, had, we've, we, we've got two or three days. And then the payment has to be made. And some of those payments were, well, the first payments were in the vicinity of a billion rands, but it was not abnormal to have payments of five, six, seven hundred million rands at one stage. So you've got to do your homework beforehand and make sure that you can indeed certify that that payment can be made. And then the other interesting thing was then government has to pay it within a few weeks. If it doesn't pay it, then there's interest on that payment. Now, you can imagine what the interest is on a, on a milestone of five, six, seven hundred million rands. I mean, it, if it's a week or two late, it can be many, many millions of rands. And that's when the Auditor General comes with his green pen and then says that uh, you, you didn't manage the project properly. We've, we've missed payments with a day or two only once in the whole project which I think is an excellent achievement for government finances. We were very worried in the beginning. This was one of the reasons why the Gautrain Management Agency was established, because we felt uh, through the agency we could control the payment, the fund, funds better than through the normal government processes, because government is not... Normally, it doesn't. it's not involved in projects like this and have to make payments in such short notice. But they performed, they performed excellently. And, and, and I just wanted to mention this just to show you that there's all sorts of things involved with this. Coming back to the milestones, in the beginning of the, in the concession agreement, of course, when you've got your total contract amount, you've got to, Make sure that your payments are done in such a way that if, say, the contractor, the concessionaire packs up halfway, they go home, that you haven't paid for something which you haven't got in the ground somewhere. So it was, it was a very delicate process in the beginning determining when the milestones will be paid for. And then, as I've mentioned, the actual process of certifying the milestones and making the the actual payments. This was a, quite a, a sensitive process in, in the end. Olaus, thank you for your time and your insight. You've been listening to Olaus van Sale, former project coordinator on the Gautrain project, focusing largely on the development phase of the project and touching on the issue of the public-private partnership involved. To listen to this and other interviews about the Gautrain, please tune in to our podcast at Gautrain Talk Station. You can also access further material on our website, www.gautrain.co.za, or follow us on Twitter.